kind of person who's happy to damage a car and not leave a note? Well, if you are, then you're in good company. Today we'll be sharing stories from our past, playing some games, and maybe even performing a live sketch or two. Let's get an electric shock from a frayed iPhone cable, grab your knitting needles and a blanket because it's time for three old friends to sit around and sew a new patch into their quilt of friendship. So join me, Dion, under the covers with Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. And Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. Now, guys, before before we get started, um, in the last patch we mentioned, we were nominated for Best Comedy at the Australian Podcast Awards. Uh, we have since then had the ceremony, and what a ceremony it was. Um, as predicted, we didn't win, and we did lose to Tony Martin, so exactly what we thought would happen. But, but we got to meet Tony Martin. We got to meet Tony Martin, his producer, and it was awesome, and it was and it made the night all good, didn't it? Apart from the loss. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was a great night. We had a lot of fun, um, so thanks to the Australian Podcast Awards for putting that on. Uh, yeah, met some really cool, awesome people, and... Uh, it was a good night all round. Thank you for kicking us off on a high note, Josh. Now, before we get started, Dion, <laughs> let me get started with you. <laughs> Let's do it. Josh, Dion and I were in the tram on the way home from one of your comedy festival shows, actually, and we got into an argument. Now, for you listeners, it'll be good to know that we argue most of the time when we're not <laughs> recording the podcast as well. Particularly on trams. Yeah. <laughs> so Dan and I were on this tram and we got into an argument about the definition of pretentious. And Dion, it, during this argument, Dion said, yeah, look, there, that girl, that one with the reading glasses, that's pretentious. Yeah, what sort of reading glasses were there? Regular reading glasses. It doesn't matter. It's not pretentious they to wear reading glasses. glasses. I can assure you, if I point out someone that has reading glasses that I don't like, there's nothing regular were they, about them. Were they a unique shape? Were they tortoise shell? It do- <laughs> no, it, it doesn't matter what they were. Yeah, Dion, it does. Dion didn't understand what pretentious meant. I think you can, be, you can define someone as pretentious based on something they wear. By their reading glasses. Yeah. So you, so Josh, you're wrong as well then. <laughs> you're both very Christian, wrong. Christian, Christian, what is the definition of pretentiousness and what is your definition of pretension? I think... <laughs> you just use two words, <laughs> pretentiousness and pretension. What do you want, mate? So uh, pretentious is when you make yourself out to be more important. Then and then some somebody else or something else. So so for example, is that no wrong? no? I'm like that's amazing because I can't define that word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know what I know what it is, but I cannot. What is it? So you can't define what, it. But what, what he what was is saying it? was so perfect. I loved what Chris was saying. He was trying to pretend to be more Thank important you. than you are. Mate, Thank you very mate, much, Josh. That, and you're incorrect. No, Dion? that's not what pretension is. I think pretension is someone that's got a huge amount of self worth but has a lack of awareness that's coupled with it. That's what pretentious is. So what? for me. So f- <laughs> that is mental They've got self-worth But they don't realise they do No, they don't realise they do or they don't So, for instance I think someone who's pretentious Is a guy walking down the street You know those you know those pants that guys are wearing now? <laughs> so, you know those ankle pants? Yeah, People, the ones Guys that, wearing chinos the Yeah, they cuff at the ankles And then they've got their Bosa shoes And they've got like <laughs> yeah. Their jackets are too tight And they've got What Christian hates the most What is it, Christian? What? what? A leather bag I, A no, leather bag Different argument. I don't hate. Okay, we'll get onto this. Okay, next. what about the leather bag people? No, no, then? no, no. Go back, go back. Those <laughs> idiots that wear the cuffed ankle things. It's pretentious. No, it's not. It's pretentious it's, attire. It's ugly, but it's not pretentious. Yeah, they're not interesting. Making, they're not making themselves out to be more important than they are. They just don't have good taste. Josh, what do you think? I'm thoroughly confused. 
I don't know where I fall. Like, I loved Christian's initial initial thing, but now what Dion's saying, I'm like, I think I agree with Dion, but he's kind of opposite to Christian. About the pants. Well, I I think that's because I don't fully understand what the word means. What about someone who is really, really into their wine? What about someone who loves wine and describes it as having an oaky, an oaky sort of neck and shoulders? (laughs) If, if If that person has had heaps of wine in their life, and has studied wine and read about it. They can't then, be pretentious? N- no, no. To speak about it in context wouldn't be pretentious. But if they're bringing it up without it being in context at all, I think that would be pretentious. I reckon we could all run through different examples of people and kinds of people we think are pretentious and we would all agree. We go, yes, that's pretentious. Yes, that's pretentious. Okay, here we go. Girl with fringe and... <laughs> Girl with fringe... Large glasses with thin gold rims. Riding tram near Dion. See, it's not... You are defining pretension by what someone wears. It's not pretentious to dress a particular way. Yeah, yes, it is. You can be... You can be. You, you, that definitely is a definition. Like, that's one aspect of pretension. I want to go back to your point before, Josh, where you couldn't define pretentious. This is why Dion and I argued on the tram for 15 <laughs> minutes. Because when anyone says to you, oh... Define this word for me. It's impossible because you can't define a word without using it itself in the sentence. Well, you can. The dictionary is full of those words. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so hard. It's like, okay, watch. Define example for me right now. Uh, it's when you compare two things that are with that aren't the same. Give an but- example. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really hard to do. Define. Actually, I had this exact thing where uh, many years ago, one of my friends had a Japanese exchange student, um, and we took him to the Grand Prix one year. And I was trying to explain things to him, and when he didn't understand what I said, I had to work out heaps of different ways to say the same thing. And I think I was was trying to explain what like the V8 supercars, like the nature of that, (laughs) um, the way it's a touring thing and they go around the country and drive. And I just kept going this simpler and simpler layers. I started here, they went, don't go simpler than that. Uh, The cars that drive around all of Australia. (laughs) And then simpler and simpler. It's a nice day, isn't it? (laughs) I can imagine, Josh, you getting so frustrated in that situation. Yeah, by a foreigner who who I don't speak his language. Yeah, I was was livid, mate. (laughs) What do you think? What do you think, Christian? No, Josh would be very patient in those situations. As if he would be. Because he understands that it's not expected of the other person to be able to speak his language. (laughs) If he was speaking to someone who spoke English who didn't understand V8 supercar touring, (laughs) then, then he would be upset. We had a similar situation today. I went for lunch with a couple of friends and we went to get some uh, falafel wraps. And one of my friends who's lactose intolerant said to the guy who was serving him, who was a Middle Eastern guy, he said, oh, no yogurt, please. And the guy was like, I'm sorry? He was like, no yogurt, please. And he was like, "Uh." so he walked around the table. He walked closer to him so he could hear him. And he said, no yogurt, please. And the guy had obviously no idea what he was saying. And I just said, no dairy and the guy's like oh yes yes and i was like pivot mate he yeah, obviously yeah, doesn't yeah, get yeah. what you're saying it's not a sound yeah. issue it's not that it's not reached the ears yeah. but, <laughs> but, but, but my friend was about to have dairy because <laughs> <laughs> i feel the limit on that i'm always like third time you just agree yeah. like, yeah. sorry what was that this sorry one more time sorry once more yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get that. You get that third. You cannot go again. I feel like we do really take for granted that we can go anywhere in the world, and English is either the first or usually the second language in that other country. What an so amazing easy. advantage that is! And I feel as well like we have such a 
poor grasp of English. Yeah, yeah. Like, as a medium, just we, like the three of us probably, we have a, a, a firm grasp of English. Well, that's the thing. I have no theoretical understanding of the English language. I do not, I barely know what a noun, I know what a noun is. I barely know what a verb and an adjective are. One of them's a doing word. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, I have no theoretical understanding. So I would love to go overseas and teach English at a school overseas. No. I have no idea how to do it. <laughs> no, there are people who do that who like, they go, oh yeah, I did a, a gap year wherever and I just taught English. Like, do you know much about it? Like, nah, you just kind of go, nah, you said that wrong, say it this way. <laughs> How like, is that? You can't really explain it. But that, that's one of the best things. I mean, when I, I um, started doing German again, I did it at high school, but then I picked it up again at uni after a few years. And I went back to the start and like relearned everything fresh. And it really made me understand English better. It's like, hey, there are rules to language. Really? Yeah. yeah. And just having to learn it in another language made me reflect on my own yeah. and how I use it. But still, the same point of view. Like, I have like sentence structure in English. It's just like, no, that sounds wrong. That's wrong. Actually, it was so interesting today. As part of my job, I needed to go to a school and I actually got to sit in on a maths class. It was a year 11 maths class. It was fascinating. And I was like, oh man. Did you remember anything? uh, The concepts sounded really straightforward. And I was thinking, oh, if only I would have concentrated, I probably would have learned and like this stuff so much more. Yeah. But like 15 years later, I'm kind of like, I can safely say nothing I learned in math methods I've ever used again. Yeah. Really, the no. closest is like compound interest. But, but I, I, I don't like. I, see, I don't like. I don't like when people say, "Oh, I never, I never, I'll never use this again," because that's not the point. It's the point is about learning it. It's about knowing that there are these constructs that exist in our world that you forget two <laughs> years later. Yeah, well, that's because you're an idiot. <laughs> But the point is learning. It's all about learning and having more information. I understand that point when you're talking about like English and and history History. and geography potentially because it's like, oh, that you get a bit more of a worldly knowledge, but like specific formulas to work out the hypotenuse of a triangle. So I actually think I'm going to argue that maths... Stop devaluing maths, you idiots. (laughs) I'm going to argue that maths potentially is the most useless thing you can learn at school. It is unbelievable and no, but I think physics and chem, I reckon they're great. You, and biology. What, what do you think is the basis of both of those? No, Maths no, is no, the no, universe. No, I'm, I, I'm going to hate listening back to this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I understand how important maths is. I don't... No, no. no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Let's rewind 30 <laughs> seconds. Dion said maths is the most useless thing you can possibly no, learn. Pure maths. I, like, who's, which one of you just said that maths isn't important? I'm just piggybacking on the back of that. But I think that knowing... <laughs> I just think that knowing pure maths, I don't know if there's any... Like, if you know physics, if you understand Newton's laws, that can have application yeah. and wise up your yep. brain. Whereas pure maths, like Josh's, like Pythagoras' theorem, when when am I going to need to know that? Why do I need to know that? I, I never need to know that. And more so, why isn't that stuff interchanged with life skills? Learning how learning about compound interest, Josh yeah. mentioned, was something that's really benefited him in his life. I would have loved to learn about how to do my fucking tax return yeah. than doing um, Pythagoras. It's Py- Py- Pythagoras. Doing Pythagoras's theorem. Man, Pythagoras getting a short stick this episode. Yeah. Is <laughs> his fucking theorem. <laughs> Imagine if they said that to him back in the day. Useless, mate. Yeah. Put it away. <laughs> Why would I ever have a triangle with two sides and need to know the other side? Uh, Pythagoras, I'm going to forget this in two weeks. <laughs> And now it's time for Oh Wow of the Week. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 
Heineken created a brick-shaped beer bottle to help build houses in impoverished countries. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) A few years ago, when I was traveling around Eastern Europe, I went to Russia and I went to St. Petersburg and I went to this museum called the Hermitage Museum, which is the most phenomenal museum. It is huge. It has the most exhaustive... A number of Greek antiquities. It's unbelievable the scale. But I decided to get a tour. And this old lady rocked up. She would have been 80 years old. And there were five people that joined this tour. And I learned absolutely nothing on the tour because there was. <laughs> it was <this> in Russian. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one guy from the Czech Republic who was one of the funniest people I've ever observed in my life. And I honestly was not listening to the tour guide. (laughs) And I was busy concentrating on him and recording him. (laughs) So I have footage of this guy. And he was doing doing the most amazing thing. Christian, what I'm going to get you to do is I'm going to get you to talk about this Greek antiquity that we've got over here. And I'm going to do what he did. Uh, look at the lovely bust. Yeah, it's You'll got that lovely. That it's got that lovely bust. N- nipples sort of are just that, very yeah. perky. And the nipples are from <laughs> the nipples are from sort of the eighteenth uh, century. Look at the as abs well. as yeah, well. Yeah, it's abs. very peculiarly <laughs> defined. Yeah. So he was he he literally the tour went for half oh, half an hour forty five minutes. He. He was interrupting the whole tour and it was so, so funny. Are you sure he wasn't a tour guide in trading? <laughs> <laughs> he was shadowing for the day. Uh, just just repeat everything I say. Like, okay, got it. He was translating from English to English. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny because there was this guy, he was bald, he was 60 years old, his son was with him as well and his son didn't seem too bothered by it but at some points he'd, he'd kind of tell him to sort of shut up because he was interrupting the whole tour. Similarly, I went on a tour of the Vatican and the guy that gave us the tour, likewise, this is, a, this is one of the most <laughs> holy places on earth and I'm not religious but I felt quite in awe being there out the front. I didn't pay much attention when I was inside to the point that I missed the Sistine Chapel no. <laughs> because the t- tour guide was spitting so much on his headset microphone that there was a little clump that was building and it was like a small statue of spit and we just kept filming zooming nice and close to see how tall the spit statue could get it is interesting actually on topic of Sistine Chapel it's so interesting because you you go there and you're not meant to take photos and everyone is taking photos why not why not why can't we take photos because the flash ruins no, no, no. the just say no flash photography thank yeah, you sure I'm up for that there was a security guard when we were in there tackling people to the ground <laughs> when they pulled their phones out <laughs> See, what I don't get with all that stuff, and I did the same when I was going there, but there are way better photos yeah. of the CSD Chapel you can see on the internet yeah. Yeah, than your so shitty true. one. The yeah. one, sorry, the one I took, which yeah. is me like holding my camera down by my leg, pointing it up at the roof yeah, so no one would see that's it. That's what everyone is doing. I think the funniest photo I took in another museum was a guy, and this was this was about seven years ago, so he had a, a candy bar phone, and he was taking a photo of the Mona Lisa with this candy bar phone, and I was going to go up to him and go... <laughs> What on earth are you doing? 
And like, especially in Rome, like you can go and buy a postcard for a buck as well. So why do people want their, because they need evidence, right? That's yeah. the that's yeah. thing. I also find it really weird when people get photos in front of things that it's not necessary. Celebrities. Yeah. It's not. Getting it's, photos with celebrities. Oh, you think that's uh, weird? Here's proof. I met this person. Nah, you could have just told me, mate. I'm all for that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm pretty fine with that as well. Christian, really? who's the most famous person you got a photo with? Adrian Brody. I had it. <laughs> I was I was really hoping that you asked. He was sitting by himself in Monte Carlo outside the casino. So we arrived really late and everyone had gone. And in the back, back corner, there was a guy sitting with like a beautiful Russian model. She never spoke, but I'm assuming that she's Russian. <laughs> and, uh, and, and from like... 100 meters away I was like That's Adrian Brody Josh have you ever Had a photo with someone famous I'm assuming you would have Declined that After what you said before <laughs> um, No of course Yeah I have um, Bill <laughs> Eden and I My brother When we were in New York For the first time This is probably Only 2006 or something When The Apprentice Was like the hot new show And Bill Rancic Who won the first season Or won, or came close I don't know He was in the first season I love that uh, Josh's yeah, most famous yeah. person and Is a guy who was in the first no, series of, of The Apprentice Tell me you weren't expecting that To be Donald Trump yeah, as well Yeah, it definitely was It definitely was Bill Rancic that's yeah. a, I've never heard of him it's, it's it's a made up story by Josh <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's one worth making up, isn't it? A guy you've never heard of Just a shit storyteller <laughs> <laughs> the most famous person I've had a photo with was when I was in Edinburgh and I wanted to see my favorite comedian Stuart Lee doing stand up and I wandered down to the ticket office and looking at the list of people that were playing that night was Steve Coogan. He was there with his daughter and I was like, Steve, I'm a massive fan. I know this must be really annoying, but can I please get a photo with you? And he went, yeah, all right. So he, yeah, his daughter took a great photo because young people take yeah. the best photos, don't oh, they? Not all young right. people. My other celebrity photo was on Schoolies. It was, how's this for a celebrity? Glenn Wheatley. Oh, that's weird. Oh, Josh. Of course, that's, of course, of course that's, a, that's a celebrity for you. It's an Australian icon. Actually, we all had the experience of having a photo with Tony Martin at the at the podcast awards. That was awesome. Yeah, but that's fine. That's not an awards thing. But the Glenn Wheatley photo, back to the important <laughs> celebrity. So the guy who took the photo, one of my friends, it is the most... I don't understand what he was thinking when he took this photo. So this was back in the day with disposables. Get the photo back. It's literally me and Glenn Wheatley shoved in the bottom corner. The rest of the frame is like the side of the Byron Bay pub that means nothing. Oh, no, no, he was trying to frame it. He wasn't. He wasn't. It was just a shocking photo. Please tell me you have a photo of this that we can post on Uh, on our Facebook page. I'll try and hunt it up. If if not, then we'll just get a photo of Glenn Wheatley that we'll put. Yeah, exactly. Who is he? Why, I, I just, I just all I know is his hair. I know exactly yes. what I, I know exactly what color his hair is. It's it's sandy colored, yes, right? Yes, and thin. Yeah, and thin and sort of and no product. Yeah. Um, I think he was either like a collaborator, I think with like John Farnham or Jimmy Barnes or yeah. something like that, like a producer well, wasn't or something. He, wasn't he John Farnham's manager? Yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah. And something about money happened? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I think we can all say now that the person who's most famous that we've had a photo with is Tony Martin. And it was coupled with a great chat as well. It wasn't just a photo. And I think that that's a thing, Josh. Like if people that's just want to get, yeah, if yeah, people just want to get a photo of the cele- with a celebrity. I think that that's odd. Actually, when I was younger, when I was like six years old, I used to go to these football Oz kick training things. And my favorite footballers used to come and coach us and train us and have a kick with us. And so I would go year after year. So I used to see the same footballers year after year. So I would get a photo with Jason Dunstall one year and then I'd get that photo printed back 
bring it the next year and get him to sign the photo. I've got all those. I've got all those photos. Do, I'd love to post do you, one. Do you take a photo holding the old photo? Yeah. <laughs> no, people do no, that. It's on Reddit. Really? Yeah, it comes up on Reddit all the time. What the hell? Yeah. You didn't do that, you take idiot. A, no, but I was like, a, that was like a year later. I wouldn't have looked any different. I would have just had bigger buck teeth. That's the. <laughs> Did he remember the, you? Uh, no, no. I think I would have gone. Oh, I got I got a photo with you last year. And I was like, oh, yeah, really. Oh, yeah, really, like, mate. So, so did twenty thousand other kids, mate. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mate. I, I have a really great photo with Gary Ablett where he's uh where he's holding me in the sky. That's so great. In the sky. Uh, in what the- does that mean? <laughs> he was on a plane. He's, he he was <laughs> out the window. <laughs> no, no, no. I have a great photo. It's actually my favorite photo. So so I went to this Geelong Open Day. Uh, we ba- like we barracked for Geelong, my family, and we went down uh, in 1995. I was five years old. Went to this open day, and I was only there to see one person, and he Gary is- Ablett Senior. And he is the greatest Fair. footballer, the greatest ever. footballer to ev- have ever played the game. And I walked around, and I was ig- my dad says that I was ignoring footballers, Peter Riccardi, David Mensch. I don't want to borrow them. Where's Gary Ablett? <laughs> Who was that footballer? I don't want to borrow them. <laughs> 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 and and he wasn't there and I was shattered. And so to walk out to the car park, we had to go through the pokies. And it just so happened that oh at Geelong's open day, Gary Ablett chose instead to oh, play the pokies. No, he so I wa- we were walking through the pokies and Gary Ablett was there and I was just and my dad my dad, thank God, tapped him on the shoulder and was like, Gary, do you mind taking a photo with my son? And he was like, he was the best guy, and he was just like yeah, absolutely. Come on, champ. Now I was a fat kid, but it, that doesn't—it doesn't matter. Gary hoisted me into the sky, and uh, and I and I even that was indoors in a pokies venue, <laughs> into the smoky ceiling. <laughs> and I took my favourite photo that's ever been taken. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I would have loved that as well. Josh, as you know, um, Dion and myself, we first became friends when we used to host a radio show together, a university radio show with a friend of ours and another comedian, Bo Fitzpatrick. And we did a segment once, which was a one-off, yeah. and, it, and, and it was so enjoyable to do that we thought we'd bring it back to the modern day. So the idea behind this segment is that each of us have, before the show, searched for a real nursery rhyme and also created one ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're going to read them out, and the other two have to decide between themselves if it's real or if it's not. So so I'm going to read two out. Uh, the first one may or may not be real, and the second one may or may not be real. I'll let you decide after I've read them out. Okay. Pussycat, pussycat. <laughs> By Anonymous. <laughs> <clears throat> Pussycat <laughs> Pussycat Pussycat Where have you been? I've been to London to see the Queen Pussycat Pussycat What did you do there? I frightened a little mouse under the chair <laughs> uh, And now The second one Tall red house <laughs> Calfina 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 <laughs> She lived in a tall red house Calfina, Calfina, Calfina. Shoes off, such a louse. Ring her by the ear, but never a tear. Calfina, who wore very firm socks. <laughs> uh, it's surely that one is the fake one, although yeah. Calfina's quite I a don't unique know name. what Calfina is. <laughs> so, so, what do you decide, guys? Uh, I think the first one was real, and the second one was made up. 
I think the first one was real and the second one was made up as well. Pussycat, Pussycat was real. Yes. yes. Tall Red House was written by yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> Calfina. <laughs> um, Josh, would you like to go next? Sure. So, my first one is... Where does pussy go? <laughs> <laughs> All of that pussy in them. Up, down, left, right. Pussy hides in the night. North, south, east, west. Timmy lays his head to rest. Where has pussy gone? Where has pussy gone? Don't worry, Timmy. She's back by morn. <laughs> by morn. <laughs> by morn. That's the giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what do you think, Christian? She's back by more. No, <laughs> let, him, let him do. <laughs> let him do okay. the real one. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, here's the second one. It's called one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. Once I caught a fish alive. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then I let it go again. Why did you let it go? Because it bit my finger so. Which finger did it bite? This little finger on my right. Josh, Josh, <laughs> Josh we, we both Josh, know that Josh, rhyme. that's a very, very famous <laughs> And I told you, I've never played this game. <laughs> and it was very difficult for me. No, you're supposed to Google like an old... I Googled one. It's in the top 50. <laughs> <laughs> Big one from outside the 50. We're going to know all of them. <laughs> Why do you think I struggled okay, beforehand? Sorry, sorry. Jeez, Josh is taking a while with this one, mate. It's not that hard. So, Dion, which one's real? <laughs> okay, so the the second one is real. Josh, yeah. the second one is real. Yeah. Same way I heard Pussy the London, mate. <laughs> I knew that was real, dickhead. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. That was in the top 52. Okay. <laughs> let's, uh, let's leave the final one to the expert. Let's see if I can fool you. The first um, nursery rhyme I have is called Little David Doubt. <laughs> Little David Doubt, if you don't give me money, I'll sweep you all out. <laughs> money I want and money I crave. If you don't give me money, I'll sweep you all to the grave. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yeah. And the second one is um, called The Farmer's Flock. The farmer looked at his flock and then at his hands. Two rivers run between them, for whenever he glanced upon the horizon, it reminded him of the earth beneath him. It's very Jesus. somber. Obviously, you've come up with the first one. I think the first one is more silly. The second one, I, I feel like Dion couldn't help but write something stupid. Yeah. So I don't think he could write something he, as tasteful he, as the second one. He was one. in hysterics as he was <laughs> writing it. Okay, so you think Little David Doubt is the one I made up? Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You're both wrong. Really? What? Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, see, that's because yeah. you tricked us. Yeah, you Thank piece you so of much. shit. That's, the that's not the game. game. What's no, the, the game? game is to come up with a silly nursery rhyme that we might believe, <laughs> no, but is not. obviously it's, made no, up. With I, the word I'm, pussy in it. So I was walking to my car the other day. It was parked outside a friend's house and I got to the front of my car. I saw a really big bundle of duct tape uh, just in front of the bumper. And I was like, hey, that's strange. That's the duct tape that was holding my car together. And then I looked and I saw my bumper had been pretty much detached from my car. And I was like, well, of course, because the duct tape's been removed. What's going on? And then I saw a note left on my window and it read, By error, I removed the duct tape from the front of your car. In parentheses, I was going out to get into my car. 
Please accept my apologies. P.S. The cars look similar. What? So sorry. he mistook your car for his car. And was like, sorry. Get this tape off. Sorry, Josh. Let me just stop you there. I'm pretty sure it was a her because when I grabbed the note, it stunk of perfume. <laughs> the only way that I could visualize this happening is that someone has approached my car, pulled the entire of the duct tape, <laughs> but, but not stopping to think, wow, this duct tape's really well placed to hold this bumper up. They removed all 40 pieces of duct what? tape. My entire bumper was <laughs> detached from my car. But what I don't get is who walks to their car and thinks, who's put these shitloads of duct tape <laughs> on the front of my car? That's my point. Yeah. And at no point in the process, <laughs> stop to think, geez, I'll just turn my head to the right and look at the license plate. <laughs> yeah. Am I making an error here? <laughs> yeah. Christian, have you ever left a note on someone else's car? No, I have. I left a note. This guy parked across two parking spaces. I got a bit of cardboard out the back of my car and some lipstick, I think it was, <laughs> lipstick in my car. And I, all I wrote was, shit park. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, they need to know about this stuff. They have to be, these people have to be aware of what they're doing wrong and there's got to be someone who's letting them but know. Does that, is that effective? Do they read that and go, this guy's a tosser? Like, well, I haven't off, seen mate. him park like that again. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> In Melbourne. <laughs> have you ever... Have, well, have either of you ever uh, damaged another car? Like like mine was and not left a note? Um, I think I may have knocked a mirror with a, my mirror. But I don't left think it broke because I was in traffic at the time, I think. Yeah, the oh. key there is don't think yeah, it broke. Yeah, exactly. That is the key. And I was, felt like... And it's the shit thing of like, I can't afford to fix this if I broke it someone's yeah. shit. Yeah. I can't afford like 400 bucks or something. To fix someone else's shit. Yeah. So, what's the threshold? Oh, now, just because I'm a better human being, I'm like, definitely, it's like, if I stuffed up. Really? Yeah, if I stuffed up. Because I because my thing with that, same with stealing stuff, I always put myself on the other end of it. And it's like stealing someone's wallet or something. That is a huge, massive pain in the ass mm. for the person. Just hand it in. I think that if there's uh, aesthetic damage, then you don't need to leave a note. If so, it's functional damage, then probably. When do you Which functionally you, hit a car? So no, you're saying if there's just if a ding? Think, if you think that the damage is severe enough that there's a function of the car that can no longer be performed, that's when you so leave think, the note. Of course. Is that even up for debate? No, the debate is... <laughs> that, Wait, what, what's the debate? <laughs> no, the debate is do you leave a note if it's aesthetic damage? So I think Christian's, Christian's threshold is a bingle. <laughs> yeah. If it's a yeah. bingle, no note. Anything beyond a bingle, then you're leaving a note. Lara... No, no. <laughs> My favourite bit of detective work I ever did, because I've never, I've never, <laughs> out, of all, out of all the detective work I've done, the favourite bit of detective work I did. So I've never had a proper car accident. I've only had stuff hit and knocked, but never like car on car. It's only even been parked or it's a mirror Ooh, knocked or something. Car on car. That's good, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so the detective work happened when I was at Safeway, when I, I used to work at Safeway. And I came out um, after my shift one time and there was like this, um, my, my rear um, tail light had been hit and smashed. I was like, oh man, that's so annoying. Mm. I wonder what that was. And I was like, I wonder what this was. So what I did, I stood next to it. I put my hand on my hip where the level, <laughs> good. the level of the, of the knock. Doesn't seem an appropriate time to dance, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I walked over to the nearest trolley and lo and behold, the exact wow. height of a trolley handle was where it had been hit. So some inconsiderate person had just let the trolley go yep. wow. and broken That's my exactly back. What happened. Great detective work, Josh. That's like if you're at a murder scene, you 
you notice like a grip around a person's neck and your deduction is your detective work is a human did this. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the same thing. Could have been a gorilla, mate. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> no, it could have been a koala because yeah, they've got the same paw prints. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen Josh walking over to the trolley with his hand on his hip, <laughs> just kind of gradually Looking real sassy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the sassiest detective I've ever seen. <laughs> Detective Sass. (laughs) My brother Luke actually got a note left for him in his mailbox from an an angry neighbour. They're called letters, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) It actually has the date and everything. It's a proper letter, you're right. Um, And so this was... He's he's renovating currently. And so he has some builders around. And his builder's name is Michael. And so he had this letter. So that's setting the scene. So there's been builders around a lot. This neighbor who I think you'll probably make up your mind what kind of person they are, yeah. but safe to say there's probably not a lot going on in their life. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably not much happening. Yes. So uh, so it's got full time date, uh, the owners, and it's got Luke's address. And then by hand, presuming that means it was delivered by hand as opposed to posted. I've never seen that before. Weird. So, so not, it's also not important to yeah. highlight that. Who yeah. cares? There's definitely nothing happening in their lives. <laughs> Now to protect the innocent, yeah, okay. I'm going to change uh, oh. any 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 personal details here. Detective Sass is back. <laughs> <laughs> so the letter reads: Dear owners, I live at Four Sampson Street, Brunswick. Your house, One Sampson Street, is being renovated by the builders XBY Development. Your builder, Michael of XBY Development, has a Vizsla dog called Columbia that is allowed to roam around the vacant lot and street off lead. A number of times during the construction, there has been dog poo in my driveway of the size of this dog. And during the times, he and the dog are present. So this is the real detective working out the size of the dog shit. I'm just so impressed that the dog is able to shit its own size. (laughs) Shedding its skin. (laughs) Today, I politely asked your builder, Michael, of XBY Development to stop his Vizsla dog from leaving poo on my driveway. He did not agree to do this. Instead... He yelled abuse at me. He then got out of his car aggressively and approached me, yelling at me, saying words like F off, etc. I have contacted the police and put them on notice about the abuse. Please ensure your builder. And then we've got the numbered list. One, does not approach me or abuse me in any way. Two, here are the deliverables. (laughs) Two, does not damage my property at any time. Three, has his dog Columbia and any other dogs on lead at all times. Four, and four, ensures his dog and other dogs do not poo in my driveway. (laughs) This is great. I love this little threatening sign-off. Please be aware, you will be liable if anything happens to me or my property due to your builders. (laughs) Wow. Kind regards. That's it. So that's, uh, I found that so funny when he said that he denied that the dog shat in the, yeah, the yeah. driveway. But what, but what Luke told me is what she had done is she had taken not only his dog's shit, but all of the dog shit she could find <laughs> oh my God. and put it on his work vehicles. What? So then what him and his builders did, they grabbed all of that shit and just threw it in her front yard. <laughs> <laughs> She expects. What is she doing? Imagine her going to that much effort. 
I was going to say, surely the response is mailing her some poo back. <laughs> oh, my God. Hand mailing it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Write that on the flaming paper bag by hand. <laughs> by dog. <laughs> Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? You know what's really good? When the driver coming from the opposite direction realizes that it's night time and flashes their headlights as a thank you. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? When you finally work out which toaster setting cooks your toast to perfection. Oh, really, really good. Really good. Really, really good. good. Do you know what's really good? When you warm something up perfectly in the microwave without needing any additional time. <laughs> really, <laughs> good. really good. Really good. And we love hearing you're really good, so make sure that you jump on our Facebook or Instagram or Twitter pages and post your really goods for our Really Good Friday. They happen every fortnight on a Friday. You know what? Andrew Madolo thinks is really good when a hard-earned thirst is quenched by an ice-cold beer. <laughs> oh, really, really, good. Oh, really, good. really good. Really good. You know what Daniel Goh thinks is really good when you're the only one on your pub trivia team who knows the answer. <laughs> really good. Really, really good. good. Really good. Goh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Kate Linda thinks is really good being home to sign for a delivery rather than having to attend the post office or worse, the mail depot. (laughs) Really good. Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork. Our podcast comes out every two weeks on a Wednesday. So remember to subscribe to us so you get it downloaded automatically. We also have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter accounts. We've been very active on Twitter lately. A lot of retweets, a lot of likes. It's been great. (laughs) (laughs) And don't don't forget to mention our Patreon page. We have a Patreon page. So if you want to support us, it only you can you can donate as little as a dollar a month if you want. It's a subscription. Some of some of you may not realise it's a subscription. <laughs> it's um, a recurring payment. Re- recurring payment. 12 it, bucks a year. Yeah. That's three coffees. What Christian is saying is don't be too generous. <laughs> um, but yeah, but we also, one of the things we do is re- record a summary, a video summary after each show. So you get a preview a week earlier, usually if we're on yeah, time yeah. with it, of what the upcoming show is about. And thanks very much to our patrons already. We really appreciate the support. So yeah, just go to patreon.com forward slash welcome to patchwork. Josh, what did you sew into your patch this week? Uh, my patch this week was Christian hitting someone's car and leaving a note that simply explains Pythagoras' theorem. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, what did you sew into your patch this week? Josh, I sewed into my patch Glenn Wheatley, a man with sandy, thin hair, and no face. <laughs> and Dion, what did you sew into your patch this week? My patch this week is a Vishla dog taking a shit at the height of Josh's hip. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. I've been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
the most person I've had a photo the most with. Most person, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> the most person. <laughs> the most person that I've had a photo with. 